Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast. Stop the insanity. Eliminate the chaos. Bring simplicity, probability, and leverage as operating values into your business and personal life so you can do more, earn more, and improve your relationships. This is Business Growth Simplified. Here's your host, Business Finishing School founder, Rick Sapio. Everyone, this is Rick Sapio recording from Dallas, Texas, for another episode of the BFS podcast. And this is the fourth Tuesday of the month, as we've been doing for a long, long time. Fourth Tuesday of the month is principles and tactics. And uh, I got a surprise here. I'm actually talking to my financial advisor and partner on the 100 year saving solution, Teresa Kuhn. She's going to join me on this call. And we're going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to both of us. The Millionaire Next Door. And it comes from a book by Thomas J. Stanley. Actually, there's two books. There's The Millionaire Next Door. There's The Next Millionaire Next Door. And there's some other books that they have written, uh, him and his daughter. Unfortunately and sadly, Thomas Stanley was killed by a drunk driver. So he's no longer with us, but he made a massive dent in the world. Excited to dive into it. Thomas J. Stanley made a lot of inroads into a topic that I first read a paper by Emerson, I believe, uh, and he ha- had a topic, you can look it up, uh, I think he called it the theory of money, and he says, look, it's impossible to create wealth if you haven't learned the discipline of spending less than you earn. So there's a direct relationship between inflows and outflows, and unfortunately, in the United States, we've made up that difference uh, by debt. So people look at inflows as whatever they take in after taxes, plus the debt that they can get, and they spend that. And so we're in a horrible situation financially in the United States. In preparation for this call, I read a stat that the average net worth of an adult American is less than $1,000. So sad. And that's after coronavirus where people are saving it's not for a lack of information because there's a ton a ton of financial information out there i believe it's you know me i am a student of culture and society and institutions and if you think about it you know what thomas j stanley talks about with the millionaire next door it's in direct opposition of what Madison Avenue and all of their marketing and all of the uh, companies that want you to go out and buy and purchase and live a lifestyle that you don't have today. It's a direct opposite of what we're being influenced to do. Yeah, I mean, this is a principle, right? A principle is spend less than you make. However, you've got keeping up with the Kardashians, You've got Keeping Up with the Joneses, which is a real story based on how people tried to spend, uh, outspend each other in the 1800s. They had these big mansions outside New York City, mostly on the Hudson. There was a family named Jones, and they had this incredible home, and that's where Keeping Up with the Joneses uh, uh, started. But you're right. Culture is selling us to spend, get in debt, get the latest credit card, get the latest iPhone. You've got a hole. You've got some kind of need, some kind of lack. And the way to fill in that lack 
is by buying new shiny objects or by driving a certain car or by eating a certain food or by dining at a certain restaurant. You know, all of this programming, and it absolutely is programming, is designed to highlight the lack that you've got in your life and to fill in that lack with a shiny object, with whatever they are selling and pushing. So Thomas J. Stanley talks about the exact opposite. And we're going to share with you today, if you've got a propensity to spend more than you should, if you're not having a gap, a significant gap between your expenses and your income, how do you overcome if you've got uh, a propensity to spend more than you should, if you want to get ahead, if you want to save money, if you want to accumulate wealth, if you want to be able to have that gap between your income and your expenses so that you can put it away and become the millionaire next door. We're going to talk about that today. Thomas J. Stanley, just prolific in terms of this thinking and backs everything up with so much data and research and really that's where he came from. He came to this topic driven by data, and the data is remarkable. You're asking how. I think people have to grow up. They have to realize that it's not sustainable to spend more than you make. It's not sustainable to not focus on wealth. Let's start with what we believe after being exposed to this material. What is a millionaire next door? What kind of people are they in your mind, Teresa? I know these people. These people are my clients. I've worked with these people for the last 30 years. They're the people that are unassuming. They're people that live right next door to you and their home might be worth four or $500,000. They don't have debt on their home. They don't have any debt to speak of. They're not buying the newest, fanciest cars. In fact, they buy used cars and they typically don't buy luxury cars. They live way, way beneath their means. Some of them may send their children to private school. Most of them send them to public school. And many of them, the wife typically is a teacher. Interesting enough, right? And as a teacher, she's got fantastic benefits. Their children live a lifestyle really more conservative than their peers from the perspective of spending money, having the latest private labels, not shopping in exclusive department stores. They work. Many of the children learn to work early, save money. It's a whole lifestyle, not around acquiring things. It's about a lifestyle that's simpler and giving the family an opportunity to save money and accumulate wealth. There's some quotes from Thomas Stanley that I've got here. He says, discipline is required to transform income into wealth. He also said, income is what you bring home today. Wealth is what you have tomorrow and the next day. Another one from him, wealth is more often the result of a lifestyle of hard work, perseverance, planning, and most of all, self-discipline. And here's the thing, you mentioned it many times, uh, Teresa, on this podcast and others, is what we talk about often is countercultural. If you're not willing to be counter to the culture, you're probably not gonna appreciate what we're talking about here, but you may not be totally fulfilled because you're chasing blinky shiny objects, you're trying to keep up with pop culture, you're uh, interesting in the stats, the uh, millionaires next door often don't participate in pop culture to the degree that most people do in terms of TV time, 
in terms of what they read. Uh, it's more about getting better and better at being parents, getting better and better in their chosen career and their careers like dentists and plumbers, uh, teachers, as you mentioned. So these are people that decided early in life that they're going to be successful. I'm going to tell one quick story. Uh, my friend Greg, I grew up with him. Him and I used to play ping pong and pool together when we were like 10, 11, and 12. And he graduated high school and got a union job in New York City as a custodian of all things. Greg now, he's my age, he's got like $4 million in his retirement plan. He is about to take a big pension. He owns three rental properties. And ironically, to your point, Teresa, his wife is a teacher and he never made more than $65,000. And he has millions of dollars saved up. Why? Because he did side jobs often on the weekends. He always worked, he was always, um, seeking investment opportunities that were in fields that he knew, uh, mainly rental properties. So I'm very close to many people like this as you are. And it starts with a willingness to be disciplined and to persevere and have a long-term mindset. One other thing I'd like to say, Rick, is the person that appears to be a millionaire who's not. Many times that flashy person who appears to have it all together from a financial perspective, they are not the millionaire next door. If you look at their net worth statement, it is truly lacking. And you look at them and you think, gosh, they've got to have financial security. They've got everything I want. It's really quite the opposite. And when there is a shift in the economy, like there's been with COVID, for example, you would think they wouldn't be stressed out about money, but they are the first ones that get stressed out about money. Why? Because they've raised their family with expectations they can't continue to meet. And talk about stress. You know, our friend Mike Michalowicz tells an amazing story, right? Of how he was that guy. He had to start over and he had to reset the expectations. And he literally is crying when he's talking about his little girl coming up to him when he's announcing to the family that he was broke. He was completely broke after selling a company and making millions of dollars. And his little girl walked up to him with, his piggy, with her piggy bank saying, daddy, we got this. It's funny how uh, fake the world is. You know, you think about the Kardashians and everything else. I was once asked to be in a, uh, a movie and it was a movie that was gonna be online. And this was years ago, but the, the star of the movie says, you know, welcome to my house and look at my driveway. And uh, about an hour prior to filming, they had a hard time getting the owner of the house to let him rent it for a day. It was the same house he used over and over. It was a rented house. He rented it by the day. His credit card didn't work, so they had to send one of the Lamborghinis back to the Hertz dealer. He asked me if I would use my credit card so he could tell the world about his cars. Uh, people think that that shit is real. And it's not real. The people who have real wealth are not telling the world that they're wealthy. They're going to work. They're not doing other things that we see online, like hanging out on boats or doing other nefarious things. They're actually going to work every day because they have two priorities, income and their families. So how do we become more of a millionaire next door? Let's, let's isolate that. So we have done podcasts on the barbell strategy and many millionaires next door take a very conservative approach to investing. They have 
whole life insurance policies, which is what the 100-year savings solution is all about. They have conservative investments in their IRAs and their 401ks. They have investments in their small business many times. So I mentioned my friend Greg, who his small business was buying rental properties. They maximize and leverage their income through benefits, like you mentioned, as a teacher. But they invest wisely. And the barbell strategy, very simply, is being very conservative with your foundational safe money wealth and aggressively investing in areas where you have a lot of expertise. And that's what they do. And wealth comes over time. And so often, Teresa, I'll throw it back to you now, I meet these people. I was with one this past weekend, my friend Ben, and I call them uh, spaghetti wallers. They're looking to get wealthy by throwing enough spaghetti at the wall, enough deals and relationships and chasing opportunities that one will eventually hit. And I could tell you firsthand, having invested in more than 100 companies, that strategy does not work. It's, uh, I say to my kids often, it's right on our family placemat. It says, the universe will provide for you only when you've proven that you can manage the money that you have and you have an aligned strategy around how you live your life. So the spaghetti wallers, they just, they're, they're very broad and they're, they're doomed. They're not allowing providence to help them. It reminds me of Nelson Nash, right? One of my mentors who sadly passed away last year after living his life, beating the drum, beating the drum, beating the drum about whole life insurance and about the wisdom of saving and focusing and being really good at one thing. You know, a quote by Thomas J. Stanley, wealth accumulators are made. They are not born. Focus and train for a better financial path for yourself and for your family. And if you can't do it for yourself, you know, Rick, there's so much regret out there when it comes to money. There's so much shame. There's so much pain. And many times I've seen clients who they decide to make a change even at an older age because they say, I need to do it for my kids. I need to do it for my grandkids. I need to show them that even starting at an older age, you can create wealth. We often ask as we prepare for these podcasts, why are we doing it or why should you do it? So why we're doing it is we want you to embrace a philosophy that may serve you better, that's gonna have more fulfillment for you in your life as opposed to chasing blinky shiny objects. But why should you do it? And we were preparing with our producer and you know, my answer to that is you shouldn't. You should only do this if you wanna do it. If you see a brighter future because you have wealth, if you realize that by persevering and sacrificing that the future is going to be bigger than the past. And if you don't have that mindset, if you don't have that mindset, either you start now like this moment or you're probably never going to do it because the, the reality is you don't put off discipline and wealth. It's a mindset that you start with right now. It's almost like uh, someone who says, I'm going to start my diet on January 1st, and you're like, well, it's July. Like, what are you gonna do for the next four months? Destroy your body? So I am a massive proponent of the barbell strategy, of conservative investing, of leveraging 
you know, the existing infrastructure that all of us have. So we talk about simplicity, probability, and leverage many times. Simplicity, obviously, is doing things as simple as possible. This is such a simple thing to do, spend less than you make. Probability is making decisions and having things that have a high probability of actually getting you to the destination that you want to get to. So in other words, don't make low probability decisions, make high probability decisions. And this is one if your objective is wealth. And leverage, leverage is all about taking your existing knowledge, your existing infrastructure, whatever you have now, your existing investments, your existing uh, technology, and making incremental movements from here, not trying to do something wholesale different. And so embracing the millionaire next door mindset accomplishes all three of those in my view. And that's why I'm so excited about it. It is worth talking about why we do this. We do this because we want you to invest in yourself by getting involved in the 100-year saving solution, which is using a specially designed whole life insurance policy owned by mutually owned insurance companies, which means you're an owner of that company as opposed to stockholder owned insurance companies, which are making money for their shareholders. So it's an important nuance. And we do what we do because we've been out there for years. And together, Teresa and I have thousands and thousands of clients. We've seen a lot. And that's why we've decided to commit to taking time out of our lives to put this podcast together. And we're committed for the long haul. So thank you for listening to The Millionaire Next Door. Teresa, I'll turn it back to you to close it out. Rick, you're so right. That was so well said. And the reason we beat this drum, beat this drum, beat this drum is because we know there's so many people out there who have money sitting in savings and CDs and bank accounts, really doing so little for them. And the 100-year savings solution is just the ideal solution for them to move that money into that whole life insurance policy that can do so much more for them and help them accumulate wealth. Great podcast, great information, millionaire next door. Think about the concepts and the action steps that we've given you today, and we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Finishing School podcast, where we teach you business growth simplified. For more information on Business Finishing School or their Business Growth Summit event, visit businessfinishingschool.com.